And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in the wo your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name. Woo! There it is. Jesus. Jesus. The name above all the names mm. given to man, right? From man to the Welcome to the Breaking Chains podcast, where we are unified in God's word, reaching, teaching, strengthening, and nurturing both those who know Jesus and those who are shackled in bondage, looking for freedom through the blood of Christ. I'm your host, Philip Skeens, here to share with you today what the Lord has put on my heart that will prayerfully help each of you in your own special way. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition and a very special edition of the Breaking Chains podcast because this is the Christmas show, and we're going to talk about the Christmas story today, and I'm here today with uh, Pastor Robert Wyatt of Breaking Chains and Rush Church. Pastor, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's, I can't believe it's already the Christmas season. We're, we're, uh, we're one week away. One week away. Time flies when you're having fun. So much fun in Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we are here today with a, uh, uh, a guest today that uh, we're honored to have on the, the show. <coughs> it choked him up. <laughs> choked him all up. <laughs> he just means so much to me. I, 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 good I, recovery. That was a good recovery. That was a really good recovery. He just means so much to me that I, I couldn't find the words to speak, and I was it's almost some up. tears coming out of your ass. On that <laughs> there, call. there are tears because he's he's been a mentor to me for almost six years now. That's the way that the the Lord has lightened the, the spirit in the room. <laughs> but uh, Pastor James Barton, lead pastor at Russ Church, um, Pastor, how you doing today? Doing really good. Thank you for asking. I didn't know I choked up Robert here. That's, that's <laughs> I almost was brought me to tears. <laughs> that was uh, that was great. Um, it's tremendous uh, blessing to have you here with us today to talk about this special season of um, of Christmas and uh, and the birth of a special one uh, so many years ago. But um, before we get started today, just um, want to give everybody a little background about uh, about Pastor James and mm. you know uh, you've uh, spent some time with. Uh, working for a, a large company and um then you've uh, you know you were saved in uh born again in 83 mm -hmm. so um i won't steal your thunder but um just kind of give us a little bit of background of of yourself we went to church when i was little we all have stories about that Oh, yeah. But never made a connection. I was a I was the boy in the pew that would draw on the the pamphlet they would give us, <laughs> and I would just draw away. Uh, my ears were open, and when scriptures read, you know, the power of scripture, obviously was keeping me. Um, I don't. I can't say that I had, you know, a moment that the, at an early age, but I did later. In that later stage, I became. Um, born again. And I, I say this today, and I'll say it over and over again. Until you need Jesus, he's always there. That's right. Until you need him, when you know your life is a wreck, mm -hmm. that what you it's almost like you get a big eye opening of the sin mm -hmm. of your life. Mm -hmm. 
and you don't know what to do. It's, it's the grace of God reveals that. So I remember I fell to my living room floor and I cried out to God. And uh, he gave me such an incredible dream and vision that night. And uh, after that, you know what's important. I have to, I have to say this to all the young people. Um, when you become born again, there's a lot going on in your life. And the best thing you can do when you find Christ, of course, he finds us. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but is finding people, the right people, you have to let go some relationships and you have to hold tight to other ones. That's what I didn't have. I didn't have those tight relationships that would have helped me through my journey. So uh, that's what I needed. And I just hope every young person out there that right. gives their life to Christ, find the people God wants in your life, the ones that can pour into you, maybe peer-to-peer, even even someone who can really speak into you. That's most important. I wish I had that. So, But after being born again, I was on that journey. And so I left the big company over a period of time and was called in God's ministry, um, 1990, wow, in the 1997 era. Whew, God is good, isn't he? God is All so the time. good. All the time. Not just some of the time. All the time. You know, that's, that's a good point because it is so important. And looking back, you know, as we age and get older, we can look back on those things and think, wow, if I would have only mm. had that connection and those people in my life at 16, 17, 18, those years, it's really critical um, in that young adulthood, coming in the young adulthood. Uh, if I would have had those people in my life instead of the people that may have been there mm-hmm. at that time, or not even the people, the, the things that we were in at that time, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe if we were connected to those right people, um, we would have came to know Christ at an earlier age mm-hmm. and had so many more years of being able to minister and understand and get to know God. Uh, as our Savior. Yeah. I would say during this Christmas season, don't get caught up in traditions of what you normally do. Mm-hmm. If they're good, they're good. I mm-hmm. mean, there's some things that you want to hold to. But I would, I would then say, uh, find the ones who you can really mm-hmm. spend good quality time with. Make this season a good season of growth and uh, encouragement. Mm-hmm. They're all around. I could tell you that I'm thankful for you, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't given up on me yet, have you, buddy? No. Okay. <laughs> no I mean, you choked him up for, I, for oh, Pete's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you that I'm grateful because, uh, I mean, I, I'm not 16, 17, 18 years old, but I was in my mid to late 20s when I first known this man over here to my left. Uh, and uh, he took me underneath his wing, and I can... I'm forever grateful for that. But I think that's a, the other point is I don't think we're ever too old Mm-mm. to connect with those people either, right? We're, we're never, we never get too old to, to have that mentor that God puts in our life and that friendship and that, that relationship mm-hmm. um, through all ages. So mm-hmm. we're, you know, we wish we could find them younger, but we're never too old to find those relationships. I heard a statement called reverse mentorship. When you're pouring into someone, you're actually receiving more than you think from right back. 
Oh, yeah. So Robert can say thank you for those years, but when you are part of that, there's always something I'm getting that's just as important to me as it is for him. Right. So that's good. I appreciate you, Robert. I appreciate you more. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing, so the one question um, that, that I asked you, um, Pastor, was, what do you want from God? And your answer was, it's discipline. And um, kind of ex- explain that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because you gave me a little sheet to fill out, and in that it makes you think about how would you respond if Christ is in the room? Mm-hmm. How do you answer questions when everything you have is because of him? The one thing I hold fast to is when Scripture says he disciplines those he loves. The proof of God's love in my life is this discipline. The people say, well, I'm blessed because I have these things. You know, I'm blessed with the car. I'm blessed with the house. Now, we got to be careful what we call blessings. That's right. And the real yep. blessing in my life is God's discipline. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I'm still, I'll say this to anybody, I'm still under construction. i got lots of work to be done with me. But I can look back and say, I'm not the same man I was last year yep. or even thank, last thank month. Thank you, Lord. You know, if I was, then I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm being very disobedient mm-hmm. because he's disciplining those he loves. That's a proof of his love is his discipline in my life. And I've got lots to go, but man, I'm not the same person. And I can't wait. To, what, I, what do I be to next year? Right. Uh, okay, this Christmas season, we're talking about Christmas. Yeah. What's going to make this Christmas better than it was last year? How can it be more? We read the Christmas story every year. That's one of our traditions. Right. Okay, when I read that word, which is God's word himself, what am I going to grow from when I read that story? Because every time he speaks, I grow. Right. So how can I do things differently this Christmas? Am I a better person? I hope so. If so, then what am I going to do differently? My behavior has to match his discipline. Right. Yeah, and, you know, the we had Pastor Shane Danks on last week, and the statement that he made was, you know, he spent a lot of time reading Scripture and looking at Scripture and, and studying it. But even if you, if you would just take the Bible, and I can't say it the way he said it, but even if you'd just take the literary work of the Bible and read it and understand it. The way things are instrumented in the Word of God, you would be it would be hard to argue against that this is a divine literary work. If you just took it as a literary work alone, and um, you know it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the. Um, the discipline is uh, what we all should be thankful for and strive for. Mm. And uh, thanks for sharing that. Mm. Just a couple of announcements today before we get off into the Christmas story. Do you want Pastor to give since they're the service times? For yes, a... absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I might have to look those up. <laughs> yeah, we have a Christmas Eve service. Um we felt that that's been so 
wonderful of the year. So that's at 4 o'clock on Christmas Eve at 4 o'clock p.m. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was a.m. Yeah. in the morning? I don't I, know. I, I, would ha- I think <laughs> I'd be a zombie. Uh, just stay Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> I might as well just stay Friday night from breaking chains and just sleep somewhere. I don't, you know, who would be out in the audience? But um, it's four o'clock p.m., of course, on Christmas Eve. And then, of course, we have a Christmas Day service, a normal time at 10 o'clock. And I can't wait. They're going to be abbreviated, a little shorter, but in some good Christmas music. Who doesn't like those? Um, and just, I hope we can give away of ourselves on those days. Yes. Giveaway like he's given us. And you know, there's a lot of people that complain about a service on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. But it's but I ask those people that complain about it, what are you celebrating? Yep. If you're coming to worship and praise mm-hmm. and honor the one that we're celebrating, it should be a a time of joy and that you can give that respect and honor to the the savior of the earth of all man and um i I look forward to the 10 a.m service sunday morning and uh you know however long it goes uh it's it's gonna be joy in the lord joy to the world for there is a newborn king yeah, Christmas has become very materialistic nowadays. Uh, it's all about gifts, and that's what the media and all that stuff wants to do. But uh, I to think that like the reason that we celebrate is because it's the birth of our Lord and Savior. It, without for Him, I would not have a way to be with the Father ever. Right. And to me, that that gives. He gives me all of his time and he did all, he paid the ultimate sacrifice. And if I can't give him an hour or two hours this holiday season to come together to worship him, then what am I really doing? What, what was the saying? The gift that keeps on giving? Who's <laughs> <laughs> the gift that truly keeps on giving? Uh, and it's not an infomercial mm-hmm. for, for a company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the truth of the truth of what it was. I think it's fair to say that giving this time of year is a good thing, um, mm-hmm. obviously. But we look at the giving being a gift, trying to find that perfect gift for the person, or what does that person need, or what's going to make them happy. And often we find ourselves struggling with that, um, especially in these last minutes before yeah. <laughs> at the stores or whatever, <laughs> or even online. Hey, how fast can Amazon send that? Uh, but anyway, I think it's important to still give. Um, but what's the most important thing you can give away? I think if, if I have a gift, what's it look like? Mm-hmm. And how am I giving it? And I think we can do better at Christmas if we just keep focused on the real gift. Right. And what's important for people's lives, most important. Yeah, you know, I think we, we talk about the spirit of Christmas and what is that. But, you know, you, you see so much dissatisfaction and unhappiness because that gift that Samoan received wasn't what they really wanted or you needed. know and um, you know it's it's to the point it's like that's not that's not the the whole concept is it was a gift mm-hmm. 
and you should be thankful for the gift just because it was a gift given freely, even though it may not be what you quote wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, there's just so much unhappiness because we as people don't really receive what we think we should receive or what we told somebody, Hey, this is what I want for Christmas. And when you don't receive that, um, there's, there's unhappiness. It's like, oh, well, okay. I have to tell you, uh, there's an app that they have. If you want to do a Christmas exchange, oh, this, is, this is one of the things, I had to laugh at this because there's an app for everything. <laughs> and they have an app for uh, gift exchanges. So you have a group of people, they all put their names in, and then you, it'll tell you a person out of that. And then it gives you an opportunity to, for that person to make up a wish list. So that person can say, okay, I would like this, and you can all pick them out. You have a choice of something on Amazon or Walmart or whatever it's coming from. And so you have, a, and then you can make a list. And I thought to myself, I, I hate to say this, I was out shopping. I said, I kind of like that. You know, there's no guess at what a person needs. They already kind of told me what they wanted on the app. And I can order it, and I've leave the house. It can come to my front door. And they, they make it very easy, easy these days to make um, gift giving um, mm-hmm. more convenient. Yep. And so I would say this, and I'm not saying I'm not against the app, because I used it. <laughs> okay, so we're not talking about that. Learning experience. Okay, learning experience. And will I use it next year? Hey, maybe, you know. But I, I really, you know, to really know what a person needs, you got to know the person. The person. And so I would say this, uh, let, why don't we just stop the whole gift giving to people that we ah we should do this we should do that because they're part of the family whatever, um, but know the person, get to know the people. Hmm. I think we would know what they need. Yeah, and man, hopefully it doesn't take a Christmas for them to get what they needed. It takes just the whole season of life to actually give the person what they really need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Friendship is one of the most important in relationship. Absolutely. It's those relationships that are key, and we talk about it all the time, is relationships. And uh, without a relationship, it's hard to know someone. Yeah. Oh, just give them a tie. (laughs) (laughs) Put it in the closet with the the last seven years on the hanger. By the way, I don't wear a tie. (laughs) Don't need one. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you wear a tie. Maybe once. I have a couple times. You know, I feel like on certain occasions. Now, on funerals, I wear one. You know, mm-hmm. weddings, I wear one because I think it's out of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably may wear one on the Christmas day. You know, I think it might be good. Yeah, but, I wear a suit. Yeah. I, I try to. I you try, try to. Look, <laughs> I try to look nice. <laughs> <laughs> you try to wear a suit? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Today, we're going to talk about... The Christmas story and the title for those people that really like a title is Mary had a little lamb of God. And um, your titles are always so creative. I just <laughs> want to say that because uh, I just wanted to say that before <laughs> you get started. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Mary had a little lamb. Yeah. 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 Back in my oh, day. Even oh, wait. Back in my day. <laughs> So that's the easy thing to play on the piano, right? Yeah. It's like three keys. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about um, 
John 1 29 uh, first and we'll see where we go from there but it says behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world the Lamb of God and the sin of the world what was the sin of the world about? You know, man was created when, in, back when we're told in Genesis, man was created in the image and likeness of God. God gave dominion, which is absolute rulership over the earth and everything in it and on it. The man, Adam and Eve, mankind, fell and became corrupt. Before we get into the birth of Christ, we just want to understand just briefly what happened and why God needed that plan. Why Jesus came to um, the earth through the birth of the Virgin Mary. And um, hopefully give a little bit of depth and understanding why and what we're celebrating when we celebrate Christmas and the birth of our newborn king. You know, and you you look at society today and how corrupt it is. Everybody wants to take the Christ out of Christmas. Mm -hmm. Well, Christmas is Christ. So if you're not celebrating Christ, why are you celebrating Christmas? And um, they even did it so much to say it's happy holidays now instead of Merry Christmas. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, there's a there's a sect of people that are so determined to take the Christ out of Christmas. Well, it's like trying to take Christ out of the timeline of the world. I mean, all the world's clock is evolves around B.C. or A.D. before Christ or the year of the Lord, the year of our Lord. So. To take Christ out of Christmas, what are you celebrating? So we want to talk today about what are we really celebrating when we talk about Christmas and the Christmas story? Well, I think there's a greater need to celebrate Christmas because we, if we really understand even what you read, behold the Lamb of, the God, of, Lamb of God who takes away now, there's only one way sin is taken away. Um, we all know that there's a, a way a man has put together, and that is court, jail. Um, when we talk about sin, is uh, someone doing something wrong against another. And so there's a way that the court system is in place. There's a, there's a set of, um, we, we can call it the Constitution that we can follow, uh, man's writing. Um, so there's a way that the country tries or the world tries to deal with sin. Mm -hmm. But this is very clear. There's only one, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. And so I think we have a great celebration at Christmas. If we just look at it that way, right. uh, those who know Christ would know, well, behold the Lamb <laughs> who takes away. So it's, it's, it's my battle is doing what is right by his word right and i must well the bible says i must die to the flesh daily uh, the times that my flesh wants to rise up and do something that's not of god we know that'd be sin also 
uh, to do what is to not do what is right is is sin but oh i don't know about you i i think it, to celebrate christmas and the fact that that we celebrate the one given to us by god right who is the only way sin is removed no matter what you do man the only way it's truly taken away is through jesus christ our lord right salvation to mankind a gift for us all the reason why he came is to say at the end it is finished on the cross yes oh we celebrate a time of what 33 years of christ's existence on earth his everlasting god everlasting from the beginning to the end he's been there all the time but he chooses 33 years to come to be born and then to die hmm. that will take away the sin of the world yes that to me is so incredibly powerful yes and and those 33 years on the earth that he was that he was walking among men that he would go through everything or worse than any of us would ever experience mm. and know firsthand what it feels like emotionally, physically, the, the spiritual challenges he went through, you know, in, in when he was faced with the devil, mm. um, but just to know that the king came to earth, born of a woman, went through a childhood. I mean, we all have childhood stories of, of good and bad. You know, he had that childhood and was, was raised and, and started ministry and then was persecuted and ridiculed and beaten. All the things that, that anyone would ever face any of us would ever face took it to the cross that's powerful he paid it all paid it all a ransom none of us could ever pay yeah yeah nor would anyone have the desire? I mean, if you look at society today and just the desire to come to a church service on for an hour on a, on a day or an hour and a half or two hours or 10 hours, whatever it is, mm -hmm. to think that we would go do that and pay that ransom. I want to say something to every person out there that says, if I ever enter a church, it'll burn down, or lightning will strike. <laughs> you, you heard that before. If, I, if yep. I go into your doors, it'll burn down. It'll burn down. I want to encourage you, just go. Find a church that teaches the Bible and, you know, that actually loves one another, and right. actually is the body of Christ, yeah. not just a church that has a sign, but actually is a church that loves one another as he has loved us and who holds fast to the word of God and who worships him 
for the God he is, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, to really worship him like that. I challenge you, walk in. Yeah. And if you've never been in the presence of God and the joy of the Lord and worship together and to hear his word and to be disciplined in his love and all those things that's so wonderful about church service, I mean, make this your, your Christmas resolution yeah. <laughs> this year. Enter his gates with the thanksgiving and his yeah. courts with praise. And you, you don't realize what blessings that, one, you don't realize blessings, right, until you do, but you don't realize conceptually the blessings of God. You know, when we, the day that we decided to come to Rest Church back on Easter Sunday of this year, mm. um, you know, it was very easy to listen to the enemy. No, 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 you don't yeah. want to go there. Find somewhere else. But uh, we made a decision, no, we're going to go, right? And we're going to celebrate the resurrection of our King. And just making a decision, right? To go somewhere. Yes, I believe the Lord led us here. That's why we're here. But it was very easy to say, no, we'll, we'll stay home and celebrate Easter. But we came here and just what you said, the love, um, the the message of of Easter Sunday, the love that was shown, not only from God and, and the resurrection, but the love of the people that welcomed us here. Um, you know, you don't understand and you don't realize that until you go. So make that decision. To go and don't let anything stop you or That's deter right. you from That's from right. doing it, because you you will surely lose out on a blessing if you listen to the enemy and say, "Don't go, stay home, watch well, it online." Yeah, I can guarantee this. If you're making a commitment right now, hey, I'm going to go to church on Christmas Day, you probably will encounter <laughs> a lot of mm -hmm. things that day and that morning and That's that right. night that would justify not coming. Because there's an enemy at work, and he does not want you to come. So break through that. Don't listen to Don't just, just make that effort and come. That's right. So we are going to dive into the scripture of the birth of Christ today in Luke chapter 1. Starts in verse 36. And... Um, Pastor, hmm. I got two pastors here now. Pastor James, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just used to saying, "Hey, Pastor, you want to care to read that?" And it's, there's only one in the room. <laughs> oh man, Christmas story. We, we, every year, it's our tradition in our house. We always bring it up in Luke. Luke is he really gives much detail uh, through the Holy Spirit. Uh, do you want to start in verse 26, or how? What yeah, verse do you want to start, start with? Wherever you wherever yeah. you fell, but I have written down thirty six through thirty eight. But if you want to go back farther than that, feel free. Oh my goodness! Um, well, those if, who haven't read the story, it is it's an incredible story. Yes, I mean uh, even when it comes to the angel coming to Mary, and uh, what I, what I like most about that is when more, Mary submits to the message given to her. Mm -hmm. How can this be? But uh, and. 
Well, I, I'm going to have to go to verse 26. That's fine. I just love it too much. I can't just, you know, I have to. There's no skipping. No, no. Yeah. Uh, and it says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. Oh, first of all, I love the fact that this angel addressed her, this very humble girl, as, and some would say, highly favored, mm-hmm. highly favored of God. Oh, man, to be chosen like that. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in the womb, your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name. Woo! There it is. Jesus. Jesus. The name above all the names mm. given to man, right? The man yes. to be saved. Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him, give to him the throne of his father, David. Mm. I, you want me to keep going? Yeah, I mean, going. You're, you're doing a great oh, job. <laughs> it's one of these things, every, every verse in the Bible makes me stop. So this is not easy for me to keep going, because every one of them want me to stop and say, oh, Lord, what are you saying to me? But in verse 33, it says, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Wow. We know yes. that the, the kingdom of God, wow, there is no end. And Mary said, here's it. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. Well, God chose to take a woman in her old age and say, hey, <laughs> you are going to bear a son. We know that to be um, John the Baptist. Yes. For nothing will be impossible with God. Oh, we can use that verse, right? Nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Be it, let it be to me according to your word. I love that. That's submission. And the angel departed from her. Oh, let wow. it, I love that. Just the way she said that. Something she could not understand, to be a virgin and then bear a son. And yet her response to the angel, let it be to me according to your word. Oh. It's her response... Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be. Just let it be according to your word. Okay, I'm I'm in. I'm signed up. Sign me up. Um, I mean, I can't put myself in those shoes to be, you know, standing before an angel and saying, hey, God is going to do this for you. Are you in? Because of at, at this morning's meeting, 
uh, we talked a little bit about the um, the age of Mary when all this transpired. A 12, 13-year-old girl saying, hey, God's going to put a baby in you and you're going to have to deal with all those circumstances that come with that. All the ridiculing that that you're going to go through because one, you're not married yet. Even though you were betrothed, you were engaged to this man. And, you know, in, in that, that custom, that betrothal period was of 12 months. And there was no, there was no um, conception to be done in those, that 12-month period because it was the time that was set forth for the lady to learn to be a, a wife and a mother for the rest of her life after the marriage. So she's like in this patrol period and she knows what this means and, and yet she's going to be impregnated with a baby and she's okay with it because I'm a servant of the Lord, she said. That's some, that's some godliness. That's some, that's some uh, trust. I wonder if we look at this and what was done for her life to be highly favored, be chosen of God, to be the one chosen for this whole task, even though it brought shame, uh, being a woman uh, betrothed and then pregnant by the Holy Spirit. No one would understand that. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of upbringing? would this young girl have to have to be highly favored we can trust in the word that says raise your children up in the ways of the lord and as they grow old and not depart from it and so we have to look at the mom and dad of mary and then it challenges me i've got two children right. growing that can the lord say to my children that you are highly favored and how much of that would be a responsibility for me to make sure I've done all I can to raise my children up, that they could be in those moments listening, even to the point where Mary said, so it be, let it be as you said. Now, I don't know about you, and I go back to the discipline thing that I said on the piece of paper. Right. Um, we may have a difficult time as parents to raise our children up, not knowing the, what the right thing to do, what thing to say, what would God want me to say here. But we have to be better listeners and be willing to correct in the, in the admiration of God in this word so that our children could be at those moments where the angel could say, you know, and chosen to do things of God. People are being chosen. God chooses us. That's right. And he looks for those, and even says he looks for those who will worship him in, in, in spirit and in truth. He looks for those. Are my children um, there as I raise them? I don't know. I'm just, when I, I read that, I'm thinking uh, where this young girl would have been and how much her mom and dad had to invest in her, her family invest in her. Yeah. For her to be ready for that. Yeah, and that's, you know, that was one of the questions, you know, why, why did God choose this girl named Mary? Yeah. 
because there had to be something about her upbringing, right? What you just said about, uh, spoke about. There, there had to be something. I mean, she was a young age. She wasn't 25 years old. She didn't have 25 years old to, to become this godly person. She was 12. I mean, and, and I'm like you, you know, because a father of three children, you know, makes me question, you know, would my kids been ready at the age of 12 or at the age of 20, <laughs> right, to, to stand before God and be chosen for, uh, for a calling? makes me question how good of a job that I've done. Well, I believe, and I think all of us can say at this table, that if you're saved, there's a calling. Yes. That everyone has been chosen for a reason, mm -hmm. and there's work to be done. And you're right, Philip, you're right. I mean, are our children ready? Are they um, sold out for Jesus, listening? by the Holy Spirit and be ready to respond to their calling to even on this Christmas day, mm -hmm. right? Even on this Christmas season, not about the traditions of the world, not about things that other might feel to be important. Right. Um, even preparations, right? Robert, for a wedding that may be coming up. Mm -hmm. I said, maybe, no, that's all planned. But all these things are not by doing. me. Not by you. <laughs> <laughs> he owned that. When y'all hear that, he owned that part. But I bet you're doing a lot of yes, yes. Yes. I'm doing a lot of yes, yes. That looks nice. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Preparation. Preparations. <laughs> Preparing. <laughs> but the best preparations is to be ready. That's right. When you're called. What does that look like? What was it what was it did it look like for Mary when the angel appeared? I don't know about you, but him saying, do not be afraid. I, I think we all would be afraid if an angel of God appeared yeah, to uh, us. Without question. Come on now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But even to, even to remain in that place and to listen, without, even out, uh, without understanding fully of what was about to happen, but to say, so it be, as your word says, um, I think it's just a beautiful story of submission and obedience. Right. And submission and obedience isn't something you just get. You, you just don't all of a sudden say, I'm going to submit and I'm going to be obedient. Right. That is a lifetime. First of all, is recognizing Christ of who he really is. But then saying, my life does not matter. It only becomes important if I'm submissive to what God wants me to do and be obedient to his holy and precious word. Then can I have the impact. Then can my children see what it means to serve God and say yes to the things that matter in life. Yes, for sure. And the, the whole... The whole Christmas story, um, because like you, if an angel, I'm sorry, if an angel came into the room and, f and where I was at, even, even though that I'm 50 plus years old, I'm not telling how old <laughs> I'm 50 plus years old, I'm going to be pretty terrified, um, that, uh, and trembling, and I, I don't know what I would do. But from the reading, from what we're taught, it's like Mary was just open. Mm -hmm. 
I'm here to serve. Just give me my mission. I'm okay with it. It's a pretty incredible testimony of a child that's going to give a child. And to you the world. said it, Philip. You said it before about that was not the right thing. You you're not going to be pregnant mm -hmm. and be betrothed. That is not a good thing to do. Right. Um, adultery was stoned. The people mm -hmm. of adultery were stoned. And so you think about that for a moment, which she said yes to. Now, maybe she didn't fully understand it at that age, but I'm sure in the months ahead, and even um, going to her, um, we know Elizabeth's house mm -hmm. and staying there, uh, what it must have been because, like. Because she couldn't stay home. Because she could not stay she home. She had to go somewhere else. Yeah. You think about that for a young girl. And alone. Doesn't say anybody was with her. Mm -mm. So, uh, oh boy, even the story of Elizabeth and, and what that must have been like. It said even the, in the womb of Elizabeth, John the Baptist leaped when the presence <laughs> of Jesus came close to her in the womb of Mary. So, I don't know about you. I, I, if I was going to go back in time, uh, the times you would go back to, what would they have been like? And you hear these, the, you read the stories in the Word of God that you're in awestruck with. But just know that, that most of the beautiful things that we say, okay, Christmas is a wonderful time. Right. But what was it like for Mary? What was it like for her? And the shame it must have been for her to walk, even amongst the friends that used to be there, that right. may not be there anymore. But it just, just after you said that, it came to me, not only what it was like, at that point, but at the birth, mm. you know, knowing, hey, you've got this child of God <laughs> that's going to come to the earth through you for to complete God's redemptive plan, right? To know that this young girl is kind of doing it on her own it's just, it's miraculous, but God, nothing, we go back to that um, verse uh, 37, right? For nothing will be impossible with God. And that's the reason that it was a virgin birth, because with anything else other than God, that was impossible. Could not happen. But because nothing is impossible with God, God placed a baby inside of a virgin womb to be birthed to the earth. There's something you said, Philip, that took me to another part of God's word. In Luke 2, it talks about Mary's response to what was being spoken. Um, it says, and this is when the shepherds came to the, the birth of Christ, and when they had seen him be in Christ, they made known the statement which they had been told um, about the child, which we know the angel spoke to the, the shepherds. And they all, and it says, and all who heard it were amazed by the things which they were told by the shepherds. So the shepherds had a, quite a story when the angel appeared to them. And when they came and found Jesus in the manger, they, they had these things to say. And Mary was there with her ears open. And it says here, in verse 19, but Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. So we know she was spoken to 
by the angel prior and then of course Jesus comes and she's impregnated and by the Holy Spirit she she goes to Bethlehem to give birth but here's even after birth she then hears the story of the shepherds and then all these things being spoken of, of, of and she says that she hears them and thinks upon and ponders them in her heart can you imagine what kind of you're the one who's put in charge <laughs> of yeah. this Christ child. You're, you're the one that hears these stories about what, what, and you know what Jesus is going to do. He's the Savior of the world. And you're giving birth to this, and you're holding this child in your arms. And then knowing what is being spoken by the shepherds, and then pondering these things in your heart, and thinking, wow. Yeah. I think we have to give Mary a lot more oh, yeah. credit for her age yeah. and what she heard and what she had to do and the position she was in and all of that. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's uh, that's a fantastic um, addition because I never, never really thought of that either before. But, I mean... I, I don't know if I could give my child up, right? And, and a, especially a mother to, if, if even after birth, right? Someone come and, and try to take your child and say, hey, I'm going to take your child for this reason. I mean, mother's not going to give her child up. Most mothers won't, oh, right? Yeah, real moms. Yeah. Real moms will say. Yeah. They're not. They're not going to. They're not going to part ways with that child. Mama bear comes out. Mama yeah. bear. Oh, <laughs> mama lion. I've seen mama bears. Uh, yeah. Mama lion. Kids. Mama bear. Mama dragon. Whatever it is. Well, think about this, guys. Um, the, they hear that every child under the age of two will be killed because you know they hear yeah. about you know the, yeah. the king, yeah. you know, and there's that jealousy, and they send out the. The people to take the lives of children, all boys under the age of two. I mean, they're fleeing. You know, it's it's amazing how God orchestrated how to leave Bethlehem, how to get get into Nazareth, and how the child would be raised under that protection of God. You know, it's a it's a beautiful miracle story. Yes, indeed. Uh, what a miraculous story. Uh. You know, the Christmas story, and there's a lot more that we could discuss um, for probably a couple more hours at least, a couple more days we could. maybe. We could. But uh, we're going to wrap this up today. Um, you know, it was a miraculous prophecy that there was going to be this king coming that's going to be the savior of the earth. Mm. And we know the story. We just read it uh, through a virgin named Mary and into the life of ministry that he had. But the one, the one thing that, that we didn't talk about is he, all this transpired for you, mm -hmm. for me, for every one of us, because without the birth that we're celebrating this December 25th on Christmas day, there would have been no cross. 
And without that cross, we're all lost. And there's no hope and no faith. Isn't it good to know that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved? Yes. So those out there that think there's no way, there's no way, or God doesn't know, or he doesn't see me, that I've done too many things wrong. It says anyone that calls on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Oh, that, boy, that that's good. Shall hope. be. Shall be. Is without question, yeah. de facto, no doubt. And it, you know what? Calls. People think, well, you know, anybody can say the name Jesus, and anybody can, out of emotion, can, you know, cry upon. But I mean, when you really are there and you see the wreck you're in, you mm-hmm. see the sin of your life, and you really call upon Him. Man, every one of us has stories. Yeah. Everyone who knows has stories about how that began. And uh, don't run. Don't Just come before the Lord. He loves you. And you call upon his name from a heartbroken situation, whatever it looks like, whatever your life looks like. Nah, he can do the miracle. Yeah, this is the season. Robert, uh, any closing comments? I enjoyed listening. <laughs> uh yeah i uh i i enjoyed very much so listening to uh the podcast in person because uh because i didn't really feel the need to sp- speak because i was i just felt holy spirit he said keep your mouth shut just uh <laughs> let them talk and i that's exactly what i did well we're glad you were here with us today to that you pastor could choke you up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> set, set the tone for the room. Yeah. <laughs> pastor James, any closing words? Mm. It's just good to be here. Anytime we have an opportunity to talk about the Lord, you know, encourage yes. people to come to, come to him. I'm thank you for the invite. It's nice to be here. Glad to share this moment with you. You're a natural podcaster, Pastor Jimmy. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, you know what I enjoy is just seeing the faces out there, and I just love... I always said this. It, God, if you... And, and, of course, everyone's called. You know, I get on the stage. I'm the, I, I would tell you, back in the day in high school, I hated speech class. I hated getting in front of people. And uh, the work of God, and he calls you to it, he will equip you, he'll help you. Yep. And I said, Lord, if I could just, you do something in me, you do something in me, and I will share what you're doing in me. So right. everything that I say <laughs> is going through, it's already going through me. Right. I've got lots mm-hmm. to learn, but uh, all I got to do is, Lord, give me the way of communicating what you're doing in my life. Yeah, and, and but I think you said it earlier, right? And it's a phrase that we we use a lot now because it came from you and under construction. Yeah. You know, those two words are pretty powerful when you really look at yourself and the work that's still left to do in me alone. You know, and we, we, we play around and toy with that phrase a lot. Um, but under construction is so true. 
of all of us, there's so much work to do and there's so much goodness left to get. And when the good Lord begins a good work in you, he will continue yes. to do that work until the day of completion. So once he begins, <laughs> oh boy. Sit in <laughs> for the ride. <laughs> Come on now. Well, I love that. Sit in for yes. the ride. Uh, just a, you know, as you're passing around gifts this Christmas in, in closing and, and my words of departure here, you know, you open them with love and loving your family and friends. Um, just take a moment to remember the gift or the gifts of God that have been given to you. God's gift of life. When he breathed the first breath into Adam, that Adam became a living soul, was a gift. Because without the living person of Adam, you wouldn't be here to celebrate Christmas. Neither would I. God's gift of the miraculous baby, born of a woman, laid in a manger, and that through him would come a new life, and an eternal promise, the Christmas story. And then the God's gift of the cross, a death, a burial, and a resurrection of Jesus Christ that fulfilled the atonement, the forgiveness of all of our sins, and that may we, we may live a godly life and take on the image of Christ, our Savior, for eternity, a timeless time with our Heavenly Father. And I'll close with 2 Corinthians 9:15. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift what does unspeakable mean? It's indescribable. It's surpassing all description. It's incapable of being expressed in words. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. I hope everyone has a very, very Merry Christmas. thanking God for this day and we will see everyone next time goodbye pastor goodbye pastor Good goodbye you. take care until the next time yep Merry God Christmas bless. everyone Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Breaking Chains. Be sure to head on over to our website at breakingchains.me. That's breakingchains.me and see all the good things that's going on over there. If you need prayer, you can submit your prayer request over there as well. And if you haven't done so, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and daily devotions so that you can receive everything that the Lord gives us to share with you. Until the next time, God bless us all with the strength to break those chains.